0: Welcome to the actor and the oh, when you <laughs> tricked me!
1: Oh man, that's good. Uh,
0: it's not every day you can trick an actor. Uh, but this is the uh, the show where we two guys in opposite states talk about our careers, our life in completely two different worlds as we try to figure out what the heck's going on, what we're doing, and if it means anything at all. <laughs> Jeff, how are you doing tonight?
1: Oh my gosh, I am good.
0: I'm doing good. Good. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yourself? Uh, you know, I'm uh, I, I'm feeling a little lightheaded, but besides that, I feel good. Okay. All right. <laughs> but Jeff, hey, more importantly, what what are you uh, drinking tonight over there? What are you What are you drinking? What are you drinking?
1: Well, thanks for asking. Tonight,
0: Ooh, that looks like a you. dark beer.
1: I am going Guinness.
0: That's a Guinness. Wow. That's, that's like a meal in a cup over there.
1: That's what I have. <laughs> I like what it. What are you, what are you, uh, what are you
0: drinking? You know, I had to go to my coworkers for a little inspiration. I feel like I've been kind of falling flat here on the drinks. So, um, this is, uh, th- this one goes out to Josh. This is Josh's favorite drink. Um, I've got a little, uh, Tito's and lime here and Ooh. look at this. There's even some fresh picked cherries that, uh, Uh, that Henry and and Jess picked today. So, oh my gosh, look at you. You're stepping up the game. Oh, I'm stepping it up. So, you know, I mean, your Guinness is pretty good too, but yes. Cheers. Clink. Oh, Hey, wait, before we get into the, uh, today's topic, uh, I did promise some flying fish facts last week. So I want to make sure I deliver on that. Jeff, did you know that uh when a for a flying fish when they fly out of the water the average flight distance is 50 meters or 160 feet oh my gosh that's really far that <laughs> is really far that's 160 like, feet yeah it's like half a football field it's pretty no, good i yeah? don't believe that it's on the internet so <laughs> i think it's true so there you go that's incredible that is insane Speaking of insane. Mm, yeah.
1: Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, no, I've, I've got no transition there, but, okay, uh, I do want to hear about, uh, about you going under the knife last oh, week. T- yeah. Tell us all about it.
1: Yeah. I went under the knife.
0: Um, like <clears throat> that's how you say that.
1: Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I had surgery. I had what they call a, uh, collapsing nasal cavity. And so I had to basically, um, have what's called an alar batten graft put in and um uh, some uh, i don't know if they called it the
0: septoplasty uh was what, that hold on was that john j alar batten that created that
1: n- no wait what <laughs> i
0: don't know what did you have what what is it called a, a what graft
1: uh alar batten graft gotcha he- here's what That's... i had i had septoplasty Which according to, just sticking with the internet theme, is a surgical procedure to straighten the bone and cartilage, dividing the space between your nostrils, which is otherwise known as a septum. Uh, You know, people often call this the deviated septum. However, it's more than just that for me. I basically uh, had the middle part of my uh, nose was collapsing in kind of like when I would breathe in, it would almost fold in like a paper bag when you're breathing Mm. it in.
0: Is this from when I beat you up? Yeah, this is from when you beat me up. Actually, uh, you know, there is that that video that we recorded where you got the bloody nose in like the middle of your cul-de-sac.
1: Oh, when was is that? It,
0: is it from that? Was that when we were filming a music video? Yeah. See, <laughs> that might have been it. No, re- that was fake I'm, blood. That was like I'm, ketchup or something.
1: I'm revoking your agency fee that I promised you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so so I go in and, and I she like films me and she's like, whoa, this is terrible. And I'm like, thank you so much. And uh, she's like, have you ever had face trauma? I'm like, no. Like car accidents to the face? And I was like, no, not like a bad car accident. I mean, have you ever been like really punched? No. Have you like has anything horrible. I mean, I don't see this except for in trauma or in like 75 year old men. And I'm like, again, thank you. I feel honored to be told all this, but still no. um, Fast track, we throw down this surgery and, uh, it was pretty intense. I, I'm not one to ask a lot of questions. So I probably didn't ready myself enough for the said surgery. One, I didn't really tell a lot of people until like it was last minute. And two, um, yeah, I heard
0: from your parents, by the way, yeah. whom I see like three times a year.
1: Right. So I told my parents <laughs> to, because we needed some help for them to come out and help take care of ever while I, you know, went under the knife, and, um, The whole point was to basically take my septum out to pull cartilage either from the septum to build the graft to basically prop up my nostrils so they have a wider bridge to the nose, enhancing the nasal passageway, otherwise known as nostrils, and uh, make them bigger on both sides so that I can breathe when I sleep and or stand. And I I, I was to the point where I really wasn't breathing out of my nose, uh, especially when I was laying down. So,
0: oh, so uh, you were like full on mouth breathing all the time. Oh
1: yeah. I was a, I was a mouth breather, um, oh, man. And it was getting pretty bad. So that's kind of why we did this. And so we, we kind of went into, uh, this pretty intense surgery and, um,
0: Uh, Did you, were you completely put under for it?
1: Yeah. So, so I went completely under and um, what I was told after the fact was that they pulled out my septum, put it on a table and analyzed it.
0: (laughs) That's really gross to think <laughs> it's
1: about. awful to think about. Um, <laughs> they, didn't,
0: they didn't tell you that ahead of time.
1: Well, no, be- well, they did. Yeah. But they didn't tell me if it was going to work because they were like, if we can't use part of the, you know, part of the septum to build out this graft, then we are going to have to take ear cartilage um, from your ears. So we'll oh. take it from the back because you're an actor. And I was like, OK, thank you. And uh, she's like, but if it's too weak, then we'll have to go to cadaver rib. And I'm like, great. All good things. Oh, uh, gosh. So. Uh, so yeah, so I go under and, uh, the first thing I do when I like wake up, having come out of the surgery, is I like go over my ears. I'm like, where'd they take? And they, I don't feel anything. There's nothing behind my ear. No, no bandaging, no anything. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that sounds, that's a good thing. So either, either they went straight to the cadaver or, um, or they, uh, Were able to use my nose, which I had preferred to use my body over somebody else's. So, uh, even if it was your ears, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she said it wouldn't be visible, and I would just rather, you know, your body's going to react better to your body than somebody else's. I was just, you know, makes sense. Yeah, using mine. So, um, but yeah, I went. uh, It all went well. They had to go searching for the cartilage on both sides of my, no- my nose and they found my right one in like 12 seconds, which she said is normal. You just go in there, you cut it open, you grab it and you kind of, you can find it. She said, I spent minutes looking for your left one. Couldn't find it. Like the longest time I was like looking and looking and looking and she's like, and we finally found it. And it was just infant sized.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got some infant nose cartilage like, on your oh left side. Oh my gosh!
1: Thank you. You just know how to continue to build me up. Um, uh... So anyway, so they, She said it was great for study. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Um, and so they, they were able to, to basically build out this graft and, um, and, and build up my nose. And so it it was pretty intense. I didn't know at the time how much was jammed all up in my nostrils. Uh, but they had these, these, uh, what do they call them?
0: Um, players. no, no, no. Stents. I, yes. Yes. Really? it was yes. stents. No yeah.
1: Yes. They had stents up all up in there. Okay. And so I had uh, a week after the surgery, I had to go and get those removed, which was last week. And so I go in there. <laughs> I'm so glad I did not know what was happening in the surgery. Cause so I go up for my follow-up. This is a week after, and I go up for my follow-up to get my my stents out and to basically be told what, what happened. Um, <laughs> uh, because I mean, all up until there, it was just a disaster. We can go backwards in just a second, but
0: did they um, really have to tell you what happened? Like, why was I, that? I, I definitely
1: wanted to know. Um, oh, okay. but she was like, Okay, I'm here, like, I'm all sewed up in there, and she's like, Clipping, she's like, "Can you hear some clips, and like, all this is like, pressure is like releasing. I'm like, What the heck is happening? She's like, Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna get your stents out real quick, just big breath in, and I'm like, <sighs> And she pulls out, and I was like, Oh, and, like, and she's like, Okay, here we go, and we're gonna do that again, and I was like, Oh, oh my gosh these things are freaking and talk about how fa- how far a fish can fly i don't know that they could fly <laughs> all the way across this stint oh my um, gosh! Th- how this, long how long were they i mean i i want to say i mean this was like i don't know what is that an inch and a half what is that just in, an inch and, inch and a
0: half right up your nostrils too.
1: on on yeah plus the thickness plus yeah the di- i mean it was intense and two of them and they were all slammed in there i could not believe how much was coming out of my nose um, very glad very glad that she didn't uh, let me know about any of that so so uh, you didn't
0: realize that they were going to be in there ahead of time
1: i no i didn't i i didn't oh. know i thought something was like pinched between my nostrils and my septum like holding it all together with the with the thread but i did not know how big these suckers were so
0: <laughs> that sounds Amazing.
1: Anyway, then she proceeded to tell me about everything I just told you with the the infant size stuff. So, <laughs> so that was, a, that was an intense week. My parents flew in for the surgery to help out, um, uh, which they told you about. And, um, it was so needed. You know, I, again, I'm not someone who, who asks and begs for help, but, uh, we, I would not have survived. Jack would not have survived without them. So they came in, Jack was able to spend the entire day at the hospital as I was going through surgery. It was a long surgery. I mean, I went in it's a no surgery, but I was under for two and a half hours, and probably two, maybe two and a half more in recovery at the hospital. So, yeah, wow. So it was a very long day um, to you know be away from ever for you know one of the first times we really haven't had that kind of time away from her, um, yeah. and to rely on somebody else to just completely take care of her, which it all went well and uh, came back, and um, but they proceeded to hang with us for for multiple days, you know, prior to surgery and after the surgery, make sure I was recovering okay. And and it was definitely helpful to be able to rely on, on, on help, even though it's something that I don't really do that well.
0: No, that's great. What was like, what was the most helpful thing that, that they did when you were there?
1: I mean, it it really is, uh, building in the relationship with their granddaughter, you know, because being 2000 miles away, it's hard to do over FaceTime and you don't get a ton of opportunity to, um, spend one-on-one with the grandkids, uh, when you're this far away. And so to be put in a position where it's like, look, you don't got an option. You guys got to get along. Um, more so forever. You got to get along with somebody who's not your parents, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mom and dad, you have to get along with my child. You have to get along with them. (laughs) Stop Um, arguing with her. (laughs)
1: And it was like, it was very important. It was important for them. It was important for us. It was important forever in very relational building for, for everybody. And to be able to know that we could rely on somebody else to take care of ever. So, um, it was good. I mean, it's been hard. I mean, when we're now two weeks as of today, post-surgery and I'm very tender I don't breathe. I still don't breathe well because it's still so much buildup inside. There's still so much internal swelling and all that kind of stuff. But you know, my black eye has gone away. That was pretty big. The first few days I had a pretty solid black eye, just from the graft underneath. They basically lift up your skin under your nose. They do actually, they had to drill into my skull and they had to graft, um, you know, attach these grafts to my cheekbone. Oh, wow. Um, so it, it was all, it was just a ton of stuff, but it's all below the skin. So it's not a whole lot of visible cuts and, you know, scars and stuff like that was, which, which is amazing. Uh, it's honestly fantastic, uh, work. Um, she's a facial plastics so is just what she does. And she's like 30 something, like she's young. <laughs> um, so she's, I don't know, probably got some kind of camera and everything. I don't know how, if I can't even breathe, I don't know how they did all this work inside my nose, but, um, But yeah, it was uh it was pretty uh it was pretty amazing, pretty successful as far as I can tell. Just hoping that it continues to to heal.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure once it is done healing, you'll be very glad that you did that. Um, but thinking about your uh your parents coming and and asking for help. I know for me a lot of times it's hard to ask for help, but um if you ever put yourself in the other shoes. I think like you realize, well, of course I'd like love to do it for them and thinking Mm -hmm. about your parents, like, okay. Yeah. You asked them to come out there and help, but from their standpoint, like I bet they, they cherish that time, Mm -hmm. um, with their granddaughter. And I mean, honestly, they probably even love helping you, you know, it takes them, it takes them back when you were a kid and they did that all the time. Um, and so I, I don't know for me, it's really hard to ask for help, but I think that I always think it's a bigger imposition on somebody else than it really is.
1: Mm. No, that's a good point. We don't, we don't generally like asking for help, especially guys. Like it's just not something we do. I don't know why it's like part of us, but we, we don't, we, we're not going to ask for it until it's too late. We're not going to ask for it until it's last minute, but, um, we need to, and we wouldn't have been able to, to do it all that we did without some sort of help, some sort of care have you, have you ever found yourself in a type of situation? I don't know, similar surgery or a type of surgery or anything where you, uh, you know, were whether it was put under or something where you had to be reliant on somebody else's care.
0: Well, um, yeah, actually, oddly enough, the first thing that comes to mind is what happened last week, which was not surgery. Um, but hopefully you'll still let me tell this story. I was on the way to work. And uh, I was pulling into the Target parking lot. Uh, by the way, Target is a is a department store in the Bold North. Bold North. Maybe, maybe you've heard of it. I think they're trying to branch out. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I was pulling into a Target parking lot, and all of a sudden, my car uh, just like stops. You know, like the battery light comes on, the steering wheel is hard to turn. Uh, that's usually bad news. Uh, so anyway, it turned out the alternator went out. Um, and so there I am, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, um, not at work. And I'm supposed to, I was there to pick up some snacks for this picnic we were going to have for work. And I was supposed to like, bring all of, like, I was going to bring bags and, um, like giant Jenga and this other stuff to the picnic. And I don't have a functional car and I really have no way to get to work. Uh, and so, Mm -hmm. um, I just, I sat there in the car for about five minutes and I was like, okay, this sucks. How am I going to get myself out of this? (laughs) And I I sat there for a while and my conclusion was actually, I can't, there's no way that I can do everything that I said I was going to do at this point. I actually need someone to help me. (laughs) And so my, my mother-in-law was actually watching Henry at the time. So I called her to give me a ride so I could get to work. Um, and I called different people on my team to ask them to go pick up the other stuff that I was supposed to pick up. And then for the rest of the week, I was just like catching rides with people and just mm-hmm. like, I felt completely not self-sufficient because I didn't have my car. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that was like a perfect example of it to me. Cause it's like, man, I haven't felt that way in a while where I have to rely on somebody. Um, but it, it, it felt weird to do it yet afterward, after the fact, like, I know that people were happy to do it. And I know if you put the shoe on the other foot, I'd be happy to do it as well. I just don't really like it.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. And it's, that's a great practical example of when we need help uh, and it's hard to ask.
0: And I mean, surgery is, you know, like, yeah, I've had that too. And you definitely need help then. Um, I think sometimes it's, you know, not to say though what you went through is easy, but sometimes it's easier to help or it's easier to ask for help when it is surgery when it's extreme. It's a, yeah, it's a bigger. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You feel it's a little like, bit more okay to be like, Hey, look, I'm doing this big, intense thing as opposed to look, my car is struggling right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exa-
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, you could just call an Uber. I guess I could have called an Uber, but I, I <laughs> yeah, but
1: then you're been bringing all
0: that other stuff and you've been kind of
1: <laughs> toting around everywhere.
0: Oh yeah. I had like a huge cooler and bocce balls in the back. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to take this. Yeah. Even. even though someone else is giving me a ride, not worth it, but yeah. So it, it's still hard for me to do. And like, you know, there have been times, you know, like when we both worked at trout Lake, we were asked to fundraise a little bit. And I always hated doing that too. Like I, I don't really like asking people for money yeah. um, for the exact same reason, but at the same time, like again, I'm happy to help out other people, um, that have, you know, that have a, a worthy cause. And if, if I can help in some way, I, I like to, it's, it's just hard to ask for help. Why is that? Um, I, it, there's probably different reasons for different people. Um, for me, I think sometimes it comes down to like a people pleasing nature. Yeah. Sometimes of like, I I want people to, I like, I want to be associated with like somebody who's fun and who doesn't need something from you. Mm -hmm. Um, Not the person who, I don't know. I like to give rather than take from people. I think so that, I I think that they have a better opinion of me. I think that's probably the underlying cause sometimes.
1: Right. I mean, I would agree with you. And I think that's so funny because it's like, we all need help. And at the same time, if somebody asks for help who truly needs it, my first thought isn't, oh gosh, I can't believe they asked for help. Like how yeah. dare he, he's going through surgery. This, I I'm done with this guy. I'm going <laughs> to help him this time. And I'm cutting him off. I'm,
0: I'm following him. Wait, the left and the right nostril. Oh my goodness. I, are you <laughs> kidding me? Gosh, this guy is insane. Now to play devil's advocate, there are like, there are people that abuse that Of course that. Right. And then I think that's like, that's what my head goes to is I like think of those, you know, one or two people in your life that that's, they're just kind of always taking, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, you don't want to be that person, but clearly asking for help is not that. I don't know. I think that's an important
1: question. I think it's important to ask all of you too. You know, if there's, uh, if there's a situation even now where you're like, yeah, I actually could use some help. Um, I I actually challenge you to ask, to ask someone for help your close friend or close family member, or just uh, if you don't have somebody who you feel comfortable asking, honestly, like you look up at, sometimes those are the kinds of things you see on Facebook that I'm glad Facebook or social media exists for, where it's just like, look, I'm just throwing this out there, but I kind of need some help here or I kind of need some prayer here or I kind of need some ideas here or where do you or where do you buy something like this or how do I get my kid to sleep during the day for nap? you know like silly as it is it's like we all have experience or a story or an ability to offer insight on topics and so like Maybe, maybe the help that is needed is just to throw out a question and say, what do I do here? It's okay to not know everything. It's okay to not to have the answers. And I'm so such a person who was like, I I got the answers. I I got the answers for everything. I'm always right. Like, and that's the one thing I've had to deal with and struggle through for a lot of my years. And I feel like I'm getting a lot better with not being right, (laughs) but it is something that I constantly have to, to keep working through
0: help. I need somebody help, not just anybody help. You know, I need someone help. Who? I never needed anybody's help in any way, but now these days are gone. I'm not so self-assured, but now these days are gone. Mm-hmm. And now I find, now I find I've changed my mind and opened up the doors. Mm-hmm. Help me if you can. I'm feeling down
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please, please help me? This is actually very actually, pertinent to what yeah, we should talk about. Yeah, it really
1: about. is. That's a good
0: find. Yeah. Thank thank you, uh, Beatles. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Beatles. So really, we just kind of copied. They helped us by having those lyrics. So yeah, thank they you. did. Thank you, Beatles. Thank you.
1: Beatles. you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, if you uh, um, want to tune in next week, we're actually going to have um, the Beatles on uh, a quick interview. So make sure you
0: tune in next week to catch the Beatles live. It'll either be that or me uh, saying more lyrics to songs. So it'll be one of those two things. Well, I I
1: appreciate, thank you for, um, for, for listening
0: No, thank you. No, thank you. It's really helped me. Good. I'm. I was glad to help. Do you need help with anything? I. I think we should. We should. uh, We should chat on the phone sometime in the next couple weeks. Uh, you know, just chat about some stuff that I. I don't know. It'd just be good. It'd be good to. It like. There's a lot of times that I don't like to have a conversation with people because it's. It's kind of self-centered. It's about like the own my own things that I'm dealing with. Um, And so, yeah, I think you could help me in that way by listening to what I'm saying and giving me some advice on what I'm what's what's happening.
1: Yeah, I'd love to.
0: What can I help you with?
1: I don't know. I'm I'm struggling, I think, with like so much in a day happening and trying to figure out what's the priority. And I don't know. I don't know if that's like a, a request for prayer and help or what. But like, it's hard. It's hard to get everything done in a day. I feel like I'm, you know balancing this priority of I got idea. I have to get my work done. I also have like, you know, film work that I want to get done and pursue. And then I also have my family that I have to pour into. And then I have or family that I want to pour into, <laughs> uh, you know, and then also like things that are very important that are hard right now, which is I got to make sure I have a quiet time to like get in the Bible. I have to make sure that I have like, time for working out and taking care of my body and like i one probably don't ask for help where i need to or two um struggle to to maybe always hit my priorities you know and uh, i think that's something that you know maybe you could ask me about i could ask for help with you know hold me accountable to to making sure that i'm hitting time with god hitting time with friends hitting time with my family as opposed to making sure that i get absolutely everything done on my work task list that i need to
0: I've got three things, okay. three things I'm going to do for you. Okay. Count them. One, three times this week, I'll, I'll send you a little text about something that, uh, that I read in my devotion time, a little thought I heard takeaway I had from it. So, you know, you can remind you to either, you know, spend some time yourself, or maybe you, you can also take a look if you're interested at, at whatever I was looking at mm-hmm. thing. Number two. Um, this is very practical, but I know how much you like efficiency. You like it almost as much as I do. Um, have you ever, uh, done the, uh, an 80, 20 analysis on, uh, on how you spend your time? No. Okay. Well, here's something to do over the next week. Think about what 20% of your time that you spend doing stuff, uh, has the, greatest positive result from it. Um, and, uh, so usually like, you know, the saying goes 20% of your time, you get 80% of your results from 20% of your time. And then you're kind of spending 80% of your time getting 20% of the results just for whatever reason. Hmm. So, um, think about that this week about like, what's actually, what's efficient, what's, what's giving you a good, a good return on your time investment. I like that. Um, and then third, I will look for a house for you, uh, over here in the bold north. Bold north. Um, that way, um, you know, we don't have to set, spend all this time setting up Zoom meetings. <laughs>
1: Sounds perfect. <laughs> to leave us, uh, Aaron is going to read one more line from uh, the Beatles. And, uh, and again, we thank you for listening. Um, I'm Jeffrey Larson, the actor.
0: And this has been Aaron Sorbel, the actuary. When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way, but now these days are gone. I'm not so self-assured. Now I find I've changed my mind and opened up the doors. Help me if you can. I'm feeling down and I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please help me?